Okay, we're recording. Um, welcome everyone to the Haral Benon slash Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Pei. We will be beginning by the last three words on Ayin Tet Amubet. Dio Kedelechtov. Ink in order to write two otiyot. Okay, so the Mishnah had said that the amount of ink that a person's chayav if he carries is a very, very minute amount. It's actually the amount to write two letters. Now we're going to bring a brighter that will discuss the same idea, counting, carrying. Tana, we learned in a bidyo. Writing two letters, bidyo, with ink. Hold on one second. Okay, so it's actually a very minute amount. It's shte otiyot video. Shte otiyot pikumus, right? You could have two, um, let's say you have two otiyot video which are dry. Okay? Um, that's according to Rashi. Tos will understand it differently. So two, you have two otiyot, or shte otiyot pikumus, or you have two, the ink for two letters, and they're in the pen. A guy is carrying the pen out. In the olden days, the pens were um, feathers. So a guy's carrying out, is that Moshe? Hi, Moshe. Hi, Rabbi. What's doing? A guy's carrying out the feathers, and on the feather, he also has two, uh, the, le- the ink for two letters. Or, or he has two letters worth of ink in an inkwell. In either way, if you carry out the inkwell, or the letters, or any of the other things, you are chayat. Okay? Now, by Rabbi, Rabbi asked the question, Ot echad bidyo, ve'ot echad bikulis, ve'ot echad bikulmarin mahu. What if the guy carried out one letter's worth of dried ink, together with one letter's worth of ink in a pen and one letter's worth of ink in an inkwell. So he's carrying three different things out. None of them have enough ink to be chayavon. But do we combine the three together and say, well, that's three letters. You need to bring a korban chatat to the Beit HaMakash. Or do we say, nah, 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 nah. Each one's one and they don't combine. Says the Gemara, Tiku, we don't have the answer to the question. We cannot answer this question. This, answer, this question has to wait. So, in order to understand this, you have to remember what we said in the first predic. In order to be chayav for carrying on Shabbat, you have to actually pick up and put down something in the Shut Halabim. Or pick up something in Shut Al-Rabim and put it down in Shut Al-Rabim. If a person picks up something in Shut Al-Rabim, walks for Amor, but he never puts it down till Shabbat is over, and he continues walking without stopping, he will not bring a Korban to the Beit Mikdash. He did Avirah, but he will not bring a Korban to the Beit Mikdash because he never did a Hanacha, a stopping. So our question is, let's, let's say a guy, you have this guy, he picks up the pen, which has uh, two letters worth of ink in it. 
And as he's walking, he writes the two letters on a cloth that's in front of him. So he's walking. He doesn't stop. He writes the two letters, and he continues walking till Shabbat's over. Do we say, hey, he never put down the pen, and he continues walking till Shabbat's over. No korban. What do we say? No, 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 no. Look, he left the ink on the paper. So the, the ink got put down on the paper. Says the Gemara. Rabbi says, if you did it, you're chayav a korban. You do bring a korban. By writing it, you have placed it down. The writing is the act your body hasn't stopped, but the letters have been put down, and therefore, you're chayav. Well, but isn't writing itself a issue by itself? Yes. Oh, besides that, you'll, you'll owe, hold on, Subi, you will owe a separate korban, very good, for writing. So you have two problems. You'll bring a korban for writing and a korban for carrying. Wow. What's the korban for writing? The, the, one of the 39, it's the same korban, korban khatat. It's one of the 39 melachot. Oh, the 39 melachot. Yeah, yeah, so you get, each one of the 39 melachot has their own uh, khatat, and you'll, have, you'll end up with two. One for writing and one for carrying. Um, that was okay, here we are. Amar Ava. Hotzi the guy took out enough ink to write one letter, and he wrote the letter. He took out, he went back, and he took another one letter, and he wrote that as well. Now we know the shiur of carrying ink. You have to carry enough ink for two letters. This guy did carry two letters, but in the middle, he carried one, and then he put it down, wrote it, and carried the other one. So over here, it's simple. We're saying that you're patur. My tama. At the time when you carried out the second one, you don't have the first one there. So in this case, um, being that uh, at the end point, when you're about to put down the second one, the first one has dried. And ink, when it dries, it loses volume. It's not going to be the full size that it was before. Therefore... It's gonna. Therefore, it's not. You don't have a shiur at the end. In order to be chayav at the end, 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 when you're about to be chayav, you have to make sure you have a full shiur. And the, here, you won't have a full shiur. That's one case which is an underst- more understandable case than the next one. Because in this case, we understand that right at the end of the case, right when he's about to be chayav by putting down the second uh, letter worth of ink, the first letter worth of ink is gone. Now in the coming case, we have a case where it is there. Guy took out half of a fig of some food and he put it down. He took out another half a half of fig and he put it down. The first half is considered as if it was eaten by a dog, or shenistava, or it was burnt, upatur. And when you set down the second one, you patur. Now this one's a harder one to understand. In the first one, we understand why. Because after all, the, the ink dries. But in this case, the, the food that you put down, let's say you put down, uh, you, you take out half of a fig's worth of olives, or half of a fig's worth of, 
of a piece of pizza. And then you took out another half a piece, half a thing's worth of a piece of pizza. And you put it down. The first half of the pizza is still there. There's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't dry like ink. So why are we saying that you're patur? Says the Gemara. Ava mai, hamancha, it's there. And the Gemara, hachi, come this is what we meant to say. V'yim kadam megbira reshona, kodam megbira hanachat shniya, na'asat reshona, kimish nikalta on nesafa. If I hurried and I took out, if I hurried and I took out the first one, before I took out the second one. So of course, in the case where you took out the first, where the first one's sitting there, of course you chayav. The pizza's still there, the first half of pizza. Of course you chayav. We're talking here in a case where before you took out the second one, you picked up the first slice of pizza. That's why you repatur, because since you picked it up, it's like it was eaten by a dog and it wasn't both sitting at the same time. In order to be chayav, both pizzas have to end up sitting in the Shut in Rabim. But if you took out one and picked up one half, and then you picked up the second half before you took out the other half, that's why it's okay. Amar and your patur, you don't bring a korban. If I took out half of a fig and I left it down, you took out another half a, half a fig of food and you put it down. If you passed it over the other one, you didn't put it down. If you didn't put it down, you only put down one half. The first half you just passed over. In this case, I have half a thing of pizza. I put it down outside. I take another half of a fig of another half of fig of pizza and I pass it over the first Half a figure pizza. But it's still moving. Usually you have to stop in order to be chayav. Here you're moving. The case is that you passed it over within three tvachim of the first one. And we have a rule that within three tvachim we have a rule of lavud. Lavud is as if it's on the ground, therefore it's okay. Amara says, oh, wait a second. But I thought Rava himself, we have a contradiction now, because Rava himself is on record earlier in Amasechet that we did before, that Rava holds that being within three Tvachim is not enough. It has to actually land. So how come over here in our case, Rava is saying that within three Tvachim it is considered as if it landed. And you could be Chayav in this case. You shouldn't be According to Rabbanan, you need to put it on something in the case where the guy pushed it, the guy had thrown something through Rishut Arabim and it went over, went over the thing. Do, does it require landing or not? We said it does require landing. There's a difference between throwing something and passing something over. When you're passing something over, so it's more chayav because the thing is in someone's hand. So the fact that it's in your hand, it's like it's resting. So since it's like it's resting, so therefore, we consider it as if it's landed even while it's moving. But if you're throwing in the air, it's not resting on any hand. And therefore, we can't count it while it's moving as if it's rested. So to summarize, let's clarify. Rava, Rava's two contradictory statements could be answered as this. We, again, we, it seemed like in one statement, Rava says that we don't 
say that moving objects within three Tvachim of the ground are considered like they're resting. And the other statement, it sounds like he does hold that moving objects within three Tvachim are considered resting. Answer. When does he say it's like it's resting? When it's resting in your hand while it's moving. So meaning you're holding the object over. If I carry, if I have one pizza, I put it down. And I carry the second pizza over the first pizza within three Tvachim, then Yechayah, Rav will say, because since it's within three Tvachim on the ground and you're holding it, it's like it's resting. But if I threw something, if I would take the pizza and chuck it over the first pizza, Rav would not say Yechayah, because since it's not in your hand, you would not be Chayav. Tanu Rabbanan, we learned in the Brayta. Hotzi chatzi gogeret, if you took out half a gogeret, v'chazah hotzi chatzi gogeret, and you carried another half a gogeret, behelem achad, in one forgetting of Shabbat, chayav, you chayav. Bishtelemot, but if you did it in two separate ones, patur, you would be patur. Hotzi chatzi gogeret, if you carried out half of a gogeret of Of, of stuff, of food. You carried another half of food. One mistake. Good. If you take it out with two mistakes, which means that in between you realize you did a mistake and then you went and did it again, then you're patur because the fact that you knew in between makes it that they're two separate things. So I got it. You have two guys who carried out two half figs in two, in two tries. Carl and Irving. Carl realized in between that he made a mistake, and then he forgot. He did the same thing again. Oh, oh my gosh. Can't believe it. That's Carl. Irving does the same thing. Takes out half a gogeret, leaves it outside. Takes another half a gogeret, and leaves the second one outside. And then he realized, oh, Shabbat, look what I did wrong. Irving brings a korban. Carl doesn't. Why not? Carl has a remembering in between. And therefore, it separates the two halves. He has two halves. Each one's too little. Shalom, no korban for you. Irving has no knowing in between, and therefore he does bring a korban because the two halves can combine. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Be'elem echad, l'shut echad chayav, patur. Rabbi Yossi says it depends. If you're carrying out in one mistake, in the Carl case, it depends when you chayav. If, you ca- if Carl carried out both half figs to the same Rishut Arabim, then Carl would be Chayav. If it's one, I'm sorry, this is the Irving case. Even in the Irving case, where he's Chayav, that's only if Irving took it to two, to, to the same Rishut Arabim. But if he took it, the two halves into two different Rishut Arabims, Irving's Patur, according to Rabbi Yossi. Okay? Amr Abba, the who Shiyesh Chiyuv Chatat Bentayim. So, according to Rabbah, Rabbah is claiming that this Brita that says that Irving could not be Chayav Korban because he took it into two different Shutal Abims, it has to be that in between the two Shutal Abims is the Rishut Hayachid. But if, if in between the two Shutal Abims is only a Carmelite, we spoke about a Carmelite earlier. A Carmelite is the Shutal Abim de Rabbanan. And Midorite is only Shuta Yachid, is, is a Shuta Rabim, or whatever, or Makom Patur, and the rabbi is making it into Carmelit. So, in that case, since Midoraita it's not really a Shuta Yachid, then it does not 
separate between the two. And then Irving will be Chayav Korban. Irving's only patur when in between Rashut Arabim 1 and Rashut Arabim number 2 is Rashut Ayachit. But if there was a Carmel in between, Irving's Chayav, because it's really, really one big Rashut Arabim, and it's not a real separation to be like two different Rashiyot. In order for Irving to get a pass on bringing his Korban, it's got to be that this in between the two Rashut Arabims is something significant like Rashut Ayachit, according to Rabbah. He says, no, it doesn't have to be, even a Carmelite in between is enough according to Abaya. But if you put just a stick in between, like a, a, a roadblock or, or a manhole, a manhole uh, thing, that's not enough. In Mechitza, that's not enough. That's according to Abaya. Rava with an olive says, a field psila, even if you have a stick in between the two Rishiyot, it gets Irving off the hook. The different Rishiyot that you have on Shabbat are similar to the two Rishiyot that you have by Gitin. And just like by Gitin, we said that having wood in between separates it, so does this as well. Okay. We are now at the two dots. I think I better get a charger soon, but okay. Let's see. I'll have another minute or two. Okay. We're now at the two dots. Kachol. Towards the middle, towards the uh, bottom third of the page. If you have eye shadow, it has to be enough to shadow one woman's eye. Ask the Gemara. Why is this shiur to do one eye? Nobody does one eye. You look very silly with eye shadow on one eye. So why would the shiur of carrying out eye shadow be like one eye? Says the Gemara. Amaravuna sheken sinuot kochlot ainachat. That's what you're saying is true for regular ladies who aren't so sinute. But the real sinute ladies, they cover their whole face and leave only one eye open. And therefore, when they put eyeshadow on, what's the point of eyeshadowing the eye that's under the thing? So it seems like they used to have these full face coverings, even better than the ones they have now. At least the ones now, you can see both their eyes. Here, they would cover one of their eyes. And... Therefore, eyeshadow only goes on the one eye, and that's why the shoe is one eye. Okay. Wow. Good. TV, we ask a question. Rashba Omer, Kachol, Im The brightest says that according to Rashba, he says that when it comes to eyeshadow, it depends why you're wearing the eyeshadow. If you're wearing the eyeshadow for the fu'ah, it seems like eyeshadow was good for eyes of some, for some reason, then you only need for one eye, because people don't always have a problem in both eyes. They might have a problem in only one eye, and therefore one eye is enough. But if it's for beauty, it says you need two eyes. So you see that beauty taka needs two eyes, so why are we saying one eye? It says, well, Tirgiva Hillel Bereid Kitanya Hu That Brita is talking about a lady who lives in a far away place. And therefore, since she lives in a village, so therefore, 
She doesn't need to cover her face because she doesn't see anyone. In the cities, people cover their faces and cover only one eye. But if you live in a far city where no one covers their eye, then you need to. Then the shiur gets bigger, and a village lady could go out with one eye and not bring a korban. Carry out one eye's worth of eyeshadow and not bring a korban because for her in the village, two eyes is the only way to do it. One eye is nothing. Okay. Okay, we're back to the Mishnah. Let me just get a charger so we don't get stuck. I'm going to pause it again, but remind me to unpause this thing. Mechila. More. Okay. Good. So now we're up to the part right here where it says, with two dots, talking about wax. It says the Gemara. How much wax in order to cover up a small hole? Tana, we learned in the Brita. Okay, it says Tana, we learned in the Brita. It means to put on the small opening of a barrel of wine, because the wine barrel is smaller than the honey oil. The reason why the wine barrel hole is smaller is because wine is a more viscous, is less viscous, it's less thick than honey. And therefore, a smaller hole does the same job as a bigger hole in honey. And therefore, how much wax? It's the wax for a small hole and not the wax for the big hole. Hi, Mike. Mikey, very, very nice. But thank you so much. Devik, how much glue? In order to enough glue to put at the head of a board. Tana, we learned in the Brita, it's only on the board, that's at the head of the bird trappers. It seems like the bird trappers used to put, the bird trappers used to put a small board at the head and they would put a lot of glue. This way the bird would get stuck to the glue. And that's what we're talking about, a small thing like that. That's how much glue you chayav. Says the Mishnah further, how much tar, the gofrit, in order to make a hole, says the Gemara. In order to make a small hole in a nekev katan. Kalasit, we said crush brick. In order to make an opening for a um, a oven, says the Gemara. The Memra, the Bishira, the Yehuda, Nafish is greater. You want to say that the Shura of Yehuda is greater than what we said before about the making the tripods? What do you mean? Hakaimalam, the Shura, the Rabbanan Nafish. We always say that whenever there's a machloke between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanan, the Chalamim is bigger. The Tanaim, we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Kedeli told him, and Umidad, Min Al Katan. Yehuda says, when it came to the straw before, we said that Yehuda says it's enough to take the measurement of the size of a of a kid. Hold on one second. Okay. So it says the Gemara, Ema kedem the sword pipus, right? So so you see that they're always similar. So we said change Yehuda's thing. Rather, he's taking the crush brick 
not the Krushbik to cover the whole thing, but it's the Krushbik to do the cracks in the tripod of the soul, which means, okay, is that better? Okay, let me see if that works. Uh, let's try that. Which means the cracks in the thing is only, a, the, uh, let's say you have a, uh, uh, an entrance to the thing. This, the amount of crushed bricks is not the whole, to make the whole thing. It's to fill the cracks. And now the shi'ur of Yehuda is going to be much smaller than the, than the Chachamim, because only to fix the cracks and not the other way around. Tanur Rabbanan, we now flip to the other side of the page on Daf Pe Amubet. Says the Gemara, Tanur Rabbanan, we learned in the Brayta. Hamotzi Seot, if we carry out hair, Kedele Gabelbo Etatit. You have to carry enough hair that you could use to knead the clay with the hair. It seems like people used to put hair into clay to make it stronger. Okay. Okay. So how much? That's how much teeth, right? If you carry a teeth, pikur to sofer zahav. You have to make the entrance of sofer zahav. Seed. How much seed? Kdei the sod of a kid. We said the seed was used. We said in the Mishnah to take off hair in the old days without wax. Woman would take off unwanted hair with seed. Tana, they said in the Brayta, it's enough to smear on the littlest finger of a girl. So a girl would use a small finger. You only do one limb at a time with this. Some say they used to use this seed to make their skin whiter. If they wanted whiter skin and not tan skin, it seemed like tanning was not considered good looking. They wanted white skin. So you put seed to make the skin whiter. Others say you do take off things. But either way, since you can't do your whole body, if your whole body goes into seed, it's very dangerous. So therefore, each little finger is enough. You do a finger at a time, and that's enough. Whitening. Amar Bihuda Amarav. If they were poor, they would smear it with lime. They would smear it with fine flour. If you're a king, they used to use shemen amor. As it says in the Megillah, that the, the woman who Ahashverosh took to become in the Ahashverosh beauty contest, since he was a king, he could afford Shemin Amor as a beauty thing for his women, whereas what we're talking about, seed, seed is for poor people. My Shemin Amor, when it says Shemin Amor, what does it mean? What's the, what does it mean, Shemin Amor? What's the case? says This is oil that got perfumed. They take unripe olives and they use that to make this special oil. Okay? They're not even one-third grown. So you have to take the olives off the tree before they're ready. Tanya relates in a bright there, and pukin is olive oil that the olives did not get fully grown. Why do people use shemen amor? It takes off the hair. It makes the skin glowing. 
maybe we should tell the people who makes the make the cosmetics nowadays that uh, this olive oil, this special olive is very good. Okay. How do we see how it works? Rabibi Havile Brata. Rabibi had a daughter, Tafla Ever Ever. And he put one limb at a time with this seed and it became shiny. Right? Shakalbe Arbame Azuzi. Because he did this, uh, it, 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 he was able to get 400 zoos as a present from people who wanted to marry his daughter. Because she looked so beautiful, so many people wanted to marry her, that it, 400 zoos. There was a goy in the neighborhood also had a daughter. He put her whole body at once in line. Umeta, and she died, Hazita. Ahmad, he says, Katal Rabibi Lebrati, Rabibi killed my daughter. Now, Rabibi didn't come close to killing his daughter. Rabibi just did something on his daughter, but in this guy's mind, Rabibi was liable for the death of his daughter. Okay? Amar of Nachman, Nachman says, Rabibi, the Shati Shikra, Rabibi, who drinks beers, Ba'inan, Bnate Tafla. His daughter, Needs lime spewing. Anan the law shatin and shikra. We don't drink beer in the house. Law ba'inim bratatifla. Our daughters do not require drinking wine, which means that usually when you drink beer, it causes your your body to darken, and therefore only because he drank the beer, that's why he needed this. But if he hadn't drunk beer, we don't even need this stuff. Our daughters are beautiful even without the lime. Okay. Last case over here. Rabbi Yehuda, America did the sword kalkal. Yehuda says, enough to smear a kalkal. What's a kalkal? says, my kalkal, my anpudi. According to the Chambers, anpudi. What's a kalkal, what's anpudi? Amarav. Rabbi says, tzedia ubat tzedia. That's the temple and under the temple. They used to put this uh, lime to put over the temples, either to, 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 to take off the hairs on the area of the temples. Okay? According to what you're saying now, the other one, Rabbi said that the lime is enough to put on the finger of, little finger of a, of a girl. And now we're saying it's the whole forehead, but we always know the same rule that the Rabbanan always have a bigger shiur and a more lenient shiur than the Buddha. So what's going on? Says the Gemara. It's smaller than the Rabbanan, but it's less than the Rabbanan. So this amount, when, he, when Rabbi Huda said in the Mishnah, Rabbi Huda had said uh, a kilkul. A kilkul was the temple. Now, one was under the temple. That was actually smaller than the rabbis. But it's bigger than Rechemia, who has a bigger position. He has more of the face. Okay? So therefore, as long as he's less than Rechemia, it's not a problem. Says he went on. We learned in a bright time. Rabbi. Rabbi says, Rabbi Yudah seems to be right about the line. When you have a lump of line. So you have a dissolved line and a lump of line. Rabbi Nechemia is right when it comes to a lump of line. And Rabbi Huda is right in dissolved line. So you see 
If you hold that Kilkul and Ampudi is referring to the temple and the area under them, they both use dissolved lime. No one uses the lump of lime for your temples, and therefore can't, one of them can't be right. El Amr, Ritzel said the following Amri, the bear of Ami, they said of Ami, sure. Anpida, that means when he says Anpidi, it's referring to the lime that you they use to cover the opening of a barrel, and the barrel has two holes in it. So anytime you have a barrel with two holes, it's called Ampidi. Okay? Will a guy use lime to cover his barrels? It'll ruin his wine. The wine ends up dissolving lime, and then you'll lose all your wine. No one uses lime for, for closing up barrels. Use wax for that. These are talking about the markings that they make on the side. In other words, if you have a barrel and you want to show that this is one gallon, two gallons, three gallons, four gallons, so you make a, a, a mark with this item, with the lime. And that is what we're referring to here. Ad kan the pod, ad kan the ayil, ad kan the keves. So if you, it, it, when you're making a hin, you need the v'itain, chatziyain. So you make a, a, a line with each one. So anpidi, in, in, enough to make anpidi is a line in the barrel to show you how much wine you need for the item. The Ebite Ema, another shot, and then it's a very strict one, it's a very small amount. My Apida, Aputa, that's what goes on the forehead, not on the temple. Okay? Vichiha, the Ahu Bar Galil, one guy from the Galil in the north of Erzil, the Ikla Babel, came from Babel, the Amulet, they told him, Kum Durosh Lanu Masemirkava. Come tell us about the Maseh Merkava. In the old Maseh Merkava is the, the the part of the of the Tanakh that talks about Hashem's chariot. Amrullah, he told them, I'll tell you what Rabbi Nechemia said to his friend. What Rabbi Nechemia said to his friend. When he was telling his friend all about Maseh Merkava, uh, 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 a wasp came out of the wall. It stung him in the head. and he died. Mandile dade. From his own, it came with him. It came with his thing because he was trying to talk about Hashem's chariot in public. So therefore, he's telling him, "I don't want to respond to you. I don't want to respond to you and tell you all about my Kava publicly." Because you make a dirashah of Masimir Kava, you end up getting stung by a bee and dying. But you see from the here that the word anpidi does mean a forehead, like we said, because the, the, the wasp stung him in the forehead. Okay? Baruch Adonai the Olam, Amen the Amen. Tomorrow will take over right here at the Mishnah of Adama. Okay? Thank you. Is that dirt? That's Bezat Hashem tomorrow's Mishnah. Thank you so much, everyone. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this gift. Scale of the sport. Pause it. Stop the recording.